always challenging to care for a loved one uh, with Alzheimer's disease. And uh, there is a, an organization, the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, that uh, has something scheduled to help you out uh, in that type of a situation. Please welcome with me to the show the Director of Communications for the Alzheimer's Foundation of America, Chris Schneider. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good morning, Len. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, I'm just curious where you are before we get started talking about what we're going to talk about. Uh, I'm curious uh, where you are hearing our weather forecast. I am calling from Manhattan. Oh. Uh, 63 degrees and sunny. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. yeah, <laughs> a little, little envious of you guys. We're getting into the 80s today. See, it's, to me, that's wrong because it's supposed to be winter. Well, it's definitely, it's definitely winter up here. So if you want to, oh. you want a taste of that, come on up. We're happy to have you. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, tell us, uh, you have a. Uh, it's called the 2022 National Educating America Tour, and you're starting that off uh, in Florida with a virtual educational conference. Tell us about it. So the conference is taking place on February 16th from 10 a.m. to 12:45 p.m. As you mentioned, it's virtual. You can sign up for it by visiting our website, which is alzfdn.org, and it's totally free. It's open to everybody, and it is part of our National Educating America Tour initiative, which is something we launched in 2006, uh, 2017 as part of our 15th anniversary, and we travel to communities across the country to connect people with information about Alzheimer's disease and brain health and healthy aging and caregiving and all these important things that that people should know, especially if they have Alzheimer's in their life, as a whether it's them living with it or caring for a family member. And this year, as part of our 20th anniversary, we've completed all 50 states, so we're going back out on the road again. As you mentioned, Florida will be our first one of the year. And again, it's free, and we invite everybody to sign up. Just visit our website, alzfdn.org. And so what kind of things will you cover uh, during this conference? Uh, you know, maybe, uh, well, for me, for example, my mom had uh, I had dementia. I don't know if she was ever diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh, she passed away last September, but there were times when um, she didn't remember my name, but then there were times when she crystal clear would remember a story of when she was 10 years old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, um, thanks. It, it's, it's never easy. Yeah. So, you know, you, you understand firsthand a lot of the challenges that families affected by dementia-related illnesses, whether it's Alzheimer's or another dementia-related illness, face. Mm. So this conference is going to have a, a bunch of different information. It's going to have information about how to strengthen relationships between caregivers and the person they're caring for, how to improve communication, uh, cultural awareness in dementia care, how you take someone's cultural background and cultural views into consideration as you're developing a care plan. There's going to be an update on Alzheimer's research sort of where things stand and the progress that's being made. And then there's also going to be a, a brief session demonstrating music therapy because music is not just for entertainment. It can also be a therapeutic tool that can help with memory um, and mood. So we're going to have a performance by um, a music therapist from Citrus County. And, again, this is all free and, and open to everybody. Just visit our website, alzfdn.org, to sign up. Uh, and the music thing really makes a lot of sense because sometimes you might hear a song that you haven't heard for a long time and you, you kind of remember what you were doing at the time when you first heard it or, you know, what, what you were doing in your life when that song was popular. Exactly right. It brings you back to a, a time in your life and, and it helps unlock memories. You know, we do therapeutic programming and we would do 
before the pandemic started, we had them in person in our office. And I remember there was one where someone was here and there was a music therapist and they were playing a song and the person hadn't spoken in years and they heard this song and just started singing. Oh my. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, and, and it's really powerful. And again, it's, it's a, a tool that, ca- that caregivers can use to help improve quality of life and improve cognition. And we want to make sure people know about it. And that's just one of the things that we'll be talking about at the conference on February 16th. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in, in the research uh, end of it, too, and what uh, what kind of uh, advancements uh, you've made. Uh, what, what, what are they looking into now, aside from, say, music therapy? Well, I would say one of the big things that has happened over the last decade in terms of research is that federal funding for Alzheimer's research has increased dramatically. Mm. So in 2012, when the federal government released the National Plan to Address Alzheimer's Disease, Federal funding was a little under $500 million a year. It is now over $3 billion in the current fiscal year. So it's, it's grown several times over. It's an issue that Republicans and Democrats have agreed on and have made progress on, which is terrific on many levels. Yeah. Um, and rare. And rare, yeah. yeah. And it shows you what can happen when everybody works together. Um, but I also think, too, that while it's, it's tremendous progress, we're not at the finish line yet. So we need to keep building on that progress. Our foundation has awarded grants for different research projects as well. If, if somebody wants to support that research, you can donate by visiting our website, alzfdn.org, and 100% of every donation earmarked for research goes entirely towards finding a treatment and cure. So if you want to really get in and help as well, that's a way you can do it too. Now, have you heard of, we had a caller earlier today when we were talking about you coming on uh, later in the program, uh, that was uh, wondering, she had heard about something, I guess Joe Namath went through it uh, a while back, hyperbaric chamber therapy or something um, for brain health. Is that something that, that uh, has been researched in America at all? Uh, she said it's uh, big in like Europe and Russia. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, um, I, I hadn't heard of it before either. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't heard that. Mm. All right, well, I mean, I, I'm asking... Sorry, Judy. We don't know. Um, but uh, it, so this conference uh, is for maybe people who already are experiencing this or people who are interested, you know, maybe have older loved ones who aren't having these problems yet, but may. Uh, is there any way that people can tell that their uh, loved ones may, you know, have, uh, you know, dementia type problems, whether it be Alzheimer's or something else? Well, something that everybody should do is get a regular memory screening. And the reason for that is if you, if you think about all the different checkups we have on our bodies, you check things regularly like cholesterol or blood pressure, sure. different screenings for women and men, but you need to get a checkup from the neck up as well. So it's important that you get screened every year because that can help detect potential memory problems earlier. And with regard to memory problems, not every memory problem is related to Alzheimer's. Other conditions can cause memory problems too. Things okay. like sleep apnea, vitamin deficiencies, thyroid conditions, depression, urinary tract infections. You know, so there's a lot of different causes that could potentially create a memory problem, but you're not going to know unless you get it checked out. So right. one of the ways people can do that is we offer free memory screenings every day. Oh. We do it virtually. So you, you, through Zoom or FaceTime, it's through secure video conference technology. 
You can sign up by visiting our website, alzfdn.org, or call our office at 866-232-8484. And what the screening is, is it's just a series of questions. It takes a couple minutes. You do it one-on-one with a screener. And at the end of the screening, you get a score. And if you're above the baseline, terrific, come back in a year. If you're below the baseline, then the screener would suggest that you go see a physician for a more comprehensive evaluation. It doesn't diagnose any particular condition, but it's an important first step towards finding out that you may have a potential memory issue. So that's one really good way that everybody can be proactive about their brain health. And if someone is experiencing things that are a little out of the ordinary, let's say they're becoming more forgetful or they're regularly forgetting people's names that they should remember, or they're having memory loss that's tending to interfere uh, in their daily lives and, and have it getting persistently worse, that's definitely something that you should get checked out as well. And we're speaking with uh, Chris Schneider. He is the uh, I have it right here, Alzheimer's Foundation of America Director of Communications. Now, is there anything someone could do if, if they're in an, in an advanced age um, that helps the memory stay fresh? Any activities that you, that, that you guys suggest? It's a great question. The answer is yes. There are a number of different steps that people can take, whether they're in an advanced age or even if they're younger, Mm -hmm. to promote healthy aging and be proactive about their brain health. So things like diet play a good role. Mm. It is a good general rule of thumb that if something is heart healthy, it's also brain healthy. So you want to try to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You want to uh, try and avoid things that are high in saturated fats, uh, quitting smoking, limiting alcohol, regular exercise, those are all important lifestyle choices you can make. But something else that's really important for the brain, too, is staying socially active and maintaining social bonds and maintaining relationships and also learning new things. So if you can learn a new skill, whether it's you you start taking cooking classes or you want to learn a second language or you want to pick up a new sport, anything like that, learn an instrument, that all exercises your brain, and that helps protect your brain health. So those are all different lifestyle choices that can help reduce your risk of developing dementia. In, in fact, I think uh, there are even apps and uh, books you can find at the bookstore uh, to help you with, uh, like, mental exercises. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I try to do that myself. Uh, all those other things you mentioned, I'm not so good at, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I, I try to exercise my brain anyway. Um, so tell us one more time about the conference and, um, when is it and how can uh, people participate? It is February 16th from 10 a.m. to 12.45 p.m. You can sign up by visiting our website, alzfdn.org. It's free. It's virtual. All you need is a smartphone, a computer, a tablet, anything with an internet connection, and you can take advantage of all the different, uh, information that's going to be available that day. And, If you can't participate or if you have questions that you want to ask in advance of the conference or after the conference, we have a helpline that's open seven days a week, staffed entirely by licensed social workers. You can connect with them at 866-232-8484, web chat through our website, alzfdn.org, or you can send a text message to 646-586-5283. And that web chat and text message features can serve individuals in more than 90 different languages. So if you know somebody who is not an English-speaking person predominantly, let's say their primary language is Spanish or something else, Mm. they can get help without language being a barrier. So don't be afraid to reach out. If you have questions, you know, get, get information, get answers. That's why we're here.
Excellent. He is Chris Schneider. He's the Director of Communications for the Alzheimer's Foundation of America. Chris, thanks for checking in with us, and we look forward to the conference coming up uh, on February the 16th. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Have a great day.